Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Billy Cunningham, the great America. Welcome this good Friday afternoon in the tri state. Of course, last night I listened to the Reds. I went to sleep in the bottom of the seventh. The score was like three to three. I woke up this morning, listened to Mike. Nine to three. They were playing baseball, not the card game, but a Chavez Ravine. And the Cardinals, uh, I'm sorry, the Dodgers beat up on the Reds badly. The last two or three innings, they gave up uh, dozens and dozens of runs. Back at it tonight about 940. First pitch about 1010. Keep hope alive. Later on, we have uh, the uh, state auditor coming on and talk about the Believe it or not, $5 billion of money was lost just in the state of Ohio on PPP and unemployment compensation fund. I said $5 billion, and uh, Wall Street Journal said the nation lost at least $100 billion to waste, fraud, and abuse on the PPE, the PPP, and all the PP that was going on. We lost $100 billion of PP, and that's a low number, and most of the money went to Communist Red China, North Korea, and Iran. They set up these shell companies, filed claims, and millions of dollars in each account just simply flowed all over the place, except in the pockets of needy Americans. But until then, you know, now and then in life, I look for the small things that tell us larger stories. And uh, we've heard about the supply chain crisis that we have. Last Sunday, about 2 o'clock, I said to the people's judge, you know, we've not been to Olive Garden in a long time. I'm an Olive Garden kind of a guy, the bottomless soup, the salad. I get the bread rolls. I kind of like that. So I said, let's go up there at 2 o'clock on a Sunday. I'm sure nothing's going to be there. I like going to Warren County where the commission's there, David Young. He's the... Uh, He's the architect of that new roundabout, so to speak, on Fields Hurdle. So we go up there, get there by 2, 2.15, and in the parking lot, there's about uh, two-thirds empty. So I'm thinking, hey, this is perfect. Two, two o'clock on a Sunday, it was a little bit misty, a little bit cloudy. I thought this will be perfect. Go get my bottomless chicken. Go get my soup. Go get the bread. Go get the salad. Walk in, and there's a lobby full of people. And I'm thinking, well, what's, what's this? I walk up to the desk. Half the restaurant is empty. And I asked the manager at the front, I said, what's going on? She said, I said, how come half the restaurant? I said, well, we don't, we don't have staff. I said, you don't have staff at 2 o'clock. And as you know, Olive Garden is a uh, national brand so, uh, sold on the New York Stock Exchange, et cetera. So I thought I'd put a call into the commissioner himself, Dave Young of Warren County, about uh, what's happening, the small things that tell us the big things that are happening negatively with jobs and the economy and more. And Dave Young... Welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Dave, the commish, how are you? Couldn't be any better on a beautiful Good Friday afternoon. Um, the Reds are a little disappointing. <laughs> my, my hopes of getting called up from Reds Fantasy Camp are still alive after I saw what the bullpen did last night. Yes, um, yes. But overall, things are good. But, I, I mean, you know, I say that with the caveat of, you know, there is a ground war going on in Europe with yeah. nuclear power. Inflation just hit a 41-year high. But overall, this is the weekend for hope. So overall, I'm hopeful. Well, maybe we'll have a resurrection, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. But uh, I'd like to consult with you because of your business interest and what's going on. 
and that we're being told that we have full employment. When I listen to Joe Biden and his accolades, we have full employment. Uh, and by the way, the U.S. Treasury just received in the month of March, the greatest receipts in the history of the, co uh, of the country. We have literally trillions of dollars in taxes being paid and flowing in. We have allegedly full employment. Life is good. The recovery is underway. But then that's, that's Biden talk. I, I look at reality. And when I talk to great restaurant owners, I won't mention names, but two or three of the big brands in Cincinnati. One's a great pizza. The other one's into ribs. And they both tell me the same thing, which is they, they can't get carryout boxes. They can't get napkins. When I talk to uh, a couple of the operators of uh, Willie's, they tell me that chicken wings that we used to pay $10 a case for is now $130 a case for chicken wings. Things are out of control. Plus, they can't find employees. When I talk to Delta Airlines, when I go oh, at CVG, people come up to me. I say, what's going on? A couple of pilots said, uh, we're stressed. Uh, we're not working anymore double times. We need pilots. We need flight attendants. We don't have uh, ground crew. Uh, they're stressed with Delta, with Southwest. About a third of their flights were canceled one day, which is terrible. And gasoline prices is up to 4 or $5 a gallon. When I talk to the so-called experts on economics like Tony Bender, he tells me the worst times are the next three to nine months, that this is going down the chain is getting worse. So from your perspective, what is wrong? What is right in the American economy? What is the status? How do we correct it? How do we get in this situation? Where do we go from here? There's a question in there somewhere. Answer it. Willie, you're fired up without me saying a word. I'm this, all pissed off time. right now. Plus the southern yeah, border. You need, you need, you need your damn breadsticks at well, the Olive Garden. I can't get them. I gotta wait. By the way, the wait was an hour at two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon with largely an empty parking lot. An hour wait to get my bottomless soup. I don't like it. I don't like it either, Willie. And and and, and this, I think you're right. All of these little things that keep building up, and you and I, and I, and I've said it before. To your credit. You've actually given me the opportunity, and you, you've realized this for a long period of time, that even though things looked perfect in the American economy, everything's great. All this stuff is okay. Who cares about deficit spending? We're all going to the candy store. We're all picking candy off the shelves, and guess what? We don't even have to pay for it. You want some more? Here's some more. You want some more PP? Here's some more PP. Whatever you want, the federal government's coming down and making it rain and because everybody likes that. Everybody's happy, Every, but it's not sustainable. So what happened, in my humble opinion, based on my Ohio Wesleyan University economics and political uh, science um, concentration that I did way back when, is capitalism is very precarious. It's not perfect, but capitalism works. Capitalism's not always perfect. There are, there are winners, there are losers, but capitalism, this whole concept of supply and demand and a free market setting prices for things has worked. It's not perfect, but it's worked. And so when you have an outside force, i.e. government coming in and messing with that equation of supply and demand, equilibrium, ballot, the market-based pricing, all of those things, when government intervenes, sometimes necessarily, but a lot of times unnecessarily, and really disrupts that, things get out of whack. Well, right now, I'm, I'm watching MS, MSNBC this morning, so you don't have to. And most of their economists now say the economy needs another jolt in the arm. 
What we need now is some more checks in the mail to offset the increase in gasoline prices. Literally, the liberal economists are saying, let's send more people more money. And secondly, that student loan debt of $1.5 trillion, let's wipe that out too. Why not wipe out credit card debt? Get rid of all the mortgages. Why not give everybody a million dollars, send a check in the mail? I'm watching this and I'm thinking, what about the issue of the trillions of dollars pumped into the economy? And now liberals are saying the economy needs more pumping. What would happen this, this is the the concept because again sometimes we have like slight differences you know um political discussions on policy that kind of differ but at the end of the day was clinton really that much different than a lot newt gingrich on some of the economic issues you know obama even to his credit a little bit he didn't really try to totally change the economy or the equation i didn't agree with very few things but he didn't really try to throw it into a tailspin and, and, and completely other than healthcare. But he didn't really mess around with the macro economy. But what you're seeing right now is a divergence of an answer of a basic economic question. There is no question. And again, I always like to say when it's my opinion versus it's fact, the federal government spent an extra $6 trillion the last two budget cycles. You already had this tremendous amount of pent-up demand in the economy where post-COVID or in the heat of the lockdowns, people still needed washer and dryers and new cars or whatever, but they didn't buy them because they were scared to death to even go out or to do anything or what's my health. So all that demand was pent up. It's still there. Now, all of a sudden, you open up the economy. The demand is there. And now what's the government's answer? Let's pour an additional probably $5 trillion on top of that. So all that does is increase the demand for a limited supply of goods and services. And Economics 101 at Ohio Wesleyan told me that when demand outstrips supply, prices go up. That's 100% why you're seeing inflation at 8.5%, a 41-year high right now. That's exactly why you've artificially seen where I was going with that initial comment about the government monkeying around. The government monkeyed around with interest rates. Not only did they affect short-term interest rates, and I know this gets kind of boring, but this, uh, I think, helps answer your question of why in the world are people not working right now? Where are all the employees? Where are they? Because government artificially went in. They kept short-term interest rates, which is the only thing the federal government really controls, basically at zero. But then what they did, part two of that, to try to keep the economy humming along and everybody going to the candy store and picking out whatever the heck they wanted – they went in and did something called quantitative easing, but not to get into the weeds, but essentially the federal government was buying bonds on the open market. They were artificially creating this demand for bonds. And what that did, when you buy all these bonds, that decreases interest rates. So the government, to the tunes of trillions and trillions of dollars, was in there buying bonds out in the free market, artificially depressing the cost of those bonds. So when interest rates are super, super low, what does that do to the stock market? It sends it super, super high. Yeah. Because why am I going to go and invest in a CD when it pays me less than 1%? I'm going to go take a risk and buy a stock. And maybe I'll make my 7 or 8 9 or 10%. But when interest rates are at 5 6 7%, all of a sudden, do I really want to go take a risk in the market? No. That's the natural forces that should be at play. And that's the natural – that's what the government has done unnaturally is they've monkeyed around with that system. So what's happened the last few years? Stock market has gone on this unbelievable run from 2009 basically straight up until this year where people have just been making 
10, 15, 20% a year. So now all these people that were in their 40s with savings, all of a sudden you're making close to 20% a year on your money. All of a sudden you get shut down and told not to come back to work, whether you're a pilot or whatever you're doing. And now your your $300,000 savings became $800,000 in savings. And what do you say when, when the economy's reopening? Nah. I'm not going back nah. to work. I'll give you an example. I pulled in. We're in a Class A commercial office building here in Kenwood, probably the best in this part of the country. You come here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you kind of fight to get a parking spot. There, there's fist fights happening every morning. You come here on a Friday morning, guess what? There's no cars in the lot. Nobody's working on a Friday. They go home. And that's the so-called white-collar type guys. And so we have disincentivized work and incentivize laziness and staying at home. How about just the idea of, uh, according to The Economist, and after Labor Day, that Biden's going to wipe out student loan debt. So those who saved for their own education and paid it, everyone that took out student loan debt and paid it off, everyone that did not go to college because it was too expensive, he may wipe out a trillion dollars in student loan debt to curry favor and to get votes of young folks when the majority of that money is owed by doctors and lawyers and architects and others. So once again, he's going to disrupt the market. And when you do that, it has terrible consequences. Commissioner David Young of Warren County, does this end well? Does this end like the Wehrmark in which you have barrels and barrels of, of dollar bills to buy a loaf of bread? Does this end with some sort of nuclear strike from Russia? None of this ends well. How does this end? Let's say I get you on in one year. What's going to happen? Predict the next year, and I'm going to hold you to it. I think it's going to be super, super volatile economically. I think that all the things we've been talking about, free money, and now with certain political groups, i.e. Democrats, in charge, their answer to rising prices is pouring more gasoline on the fire. That's what they're doing in California. Gas prices are super high, so let's give everybody $800 to help them do what? Spur more demand. <laughs> Which is going to do what? Raise the freaking price. It's going to go it's up. Just ask backwards. And that's what they're actually proposing is let's throw more fuel on this fire. That is what happens in this situation, Willie. So now, all of a sudden, what's going to happen, in my opinion, is we're coming home. The chickens are coming home to roost, to quote Jeremiah Wright, that all of a sudden these things are coming in, that we keep talking about budget deficits and all this. Well, now it's real because the federal government and Jerome Powell, and we were one of the first ones on your show however many months ago when Jerome Powell came out and said, you know, these are transitory inflationary pressures. Yeah. No, it's not. No. And in Wage fact pressures are going up, and that's what you're seeing right now. So these are not going to be unwound. The federal government, as of like a month ago, was actually still buying bonds, even though you had record inflation. They're way, way, way behind the curve, and we have to let this catch up because now they're going to try to slow down the economy, which leads to an inflation. You're really hoping we're not going to get into stagflation, where economic growth is going down and prices are going to continue to go up. That's real not good, and that is a real possibility. We went through this in the late 70s, early 80s, 79 to 80, 81. Now we got Jimmy Carter, but we have a, a confused, a mentally uh, deficient Jimmy Carter. And, and when that happened, the only way to, to break the back of inflation was to purposely plunge America into a deep recession that took about a year and a half to two years to unwind, and then happy days are here again. But when we have too many dollars in the marketplace, 
the last thing to do is pump trillions of new dollars into the marketplace unsupported by productivity, which means prices will go up. So when California, Gavin Newsom says we're going to send everybody $800 in the mail, that's going to pump up prices. When the economists say sometime soon there's going to be another PPP, we're going to send out trillions of dollars more in the economy, that's going to pump up prices. And if they get rid of the student loan debt, that's going to pump up prices. Supposedly, we have full employment. We have full employment because so many Americans are not working caused by government support. So at the end of the day, we also have, David Young, a terrible southern border issue. We also have massive lawlessness in the cities and homelessness. We have that situation going on. And we have the worst political leadership in American history right now outside of maybe Ulysses S. Grant after the Civil War. I don't know how we get out of it. Can you give me hope? David Young, give me hope this Friday afternoon. Give me hope. There is hope. It's Good Friday, Willie. And, and the one thing that we know about this weekend, whether you believe things or not, there is hope. And we've all gone through these rough times. The, the thing that I am concerned with, and legitimately, I think I'm, you know, a few weeks ago when I was on with you, I said I pray for Joe Biden. What I'm seeing is getting worse, and it's not a joke. I mean, it, it, it's normally fun to make fun and poke a little right. fun at your political opponents. Look at this guy. He's a clown. He's this. And I, I get called a clown all the time. Whatever. I probably am. I, I don't know. I went to Sycamore. I don't, I don't know what the definition of that is. But when you're the leader of the free world and you turn around and stick out your hand and start trying to shake hands with the air and you're walking around into a flag – you know, in normal times, that would be kind of funny. Look at that. These are not normal times, Willie. I'm scared to death. Opponents, people want us dead. They hate our way of life. They hate the American ideal. They don't want us to be this shining city on a hill where everybody wants to grasp to what we have and democracy and free and fair elections and every voice matters, all those things. Certain groups don't want that. No. So now they see weakness where someone's literally our leaders turning around, kind of <laughs> shaking hands with no one. And that's not a one-time event. That happens all the time. It's not a joke. I'm literally in fear of what's going on in Washington. So, so maybe he comes out. And then we have the vice president oh. who, I'm sorry, oh. is, it's not ready for prime time at all. Well, David Young, let's leave it on that note. I tell you what, uh, have a good Friday. Resurrection Sunday is coming. And maybe somehow out of the uh, smoldering ashes of the American economy, out of the smoldering ashes of what happen uh, happening in Ukraine, and I pray to God that matter is contained and that somehow we'll have a better day. David Young, once again, enjoy yourself this afternoon. And thanks for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. Thank you. We will pray for a better day tomorrow, and God bless you, Willie. And God bless America. David Young, Warren County Commission. Your comments, 513-749-7000. Let's be more uplifting and more hopeful. <laughs> Bill Cunningham, 700 WLW. My lunch was swiped from the break room fridge three times last week. My husband looks better in my new swimsuit than I do. During my last prostate exam, my doctor lost his ring. Sometimes life can feel a little stressful, but you can always kick back with Eddie and Rocky. Making you happy is job number one. Tune in. Have a laugh. Eddie and Rocky, today at 3 on 700 WLW. The new true crime podcast, White Eagle, investigates one of the largest cash heists in U.S. history. Business leader, in addition to being the man in charge of Warren County, he controls Warren County. Kind of like uh, Richard K. Jones controls uh, 
Butler County or Joe Dieters controls Hamilton County or Rob Sanders controls Kenton County. Uh, and so I like to get the leaders on of the tri-state to see what they're seeing. And what we're seeing is not good. It's not everywhere I look. When McDonald's restaurants are closed, their interior dining cannot open because of a lack of labor. It's a problem. When some of the best-known uh, restaurateurs in the tri-state cannot get product, uh, it's a big problem. When you have circumstances, uh, I have a friend of mine who has a wife working in a prenatal uh, early childhood uh, newborn uh, unit in a big hospital, and they're paying up to a hundred thousand dollars a year to get uh, to get nurses. Friend of mine uh, owns a couple of nursing homes, and she tells me that they have to pay eighty to a hundred thousand dollars plus benefits to get nurses to work in nursing homes. Which, by the way, is the Lord's work. Uh, I know it's a serious, serious problem, especially when you have 10 million Americans of uh, capable years able to work that refuse to work for all kinds of reasons. It's not necessary to work. And so uh, I don't know where this is leading us. This is the first time this has occurred maybe in my lifetime, which is the fact you have low, uh, you have very low unemployment which is about four and a half, five percent, which is almost full employment. The other four or five percent of us wouldn't work if you put a gun to their head. So that's everybody who is looking for jobs, found a job. And there's still about 10 million Americans who just uh, have fallen out of society in one sense or another and don't have to work to make ends meet. And you have large numbers of people that uh, of the white collar category looking for four day work weeks. Then you have the federal government printing trillions of dollars unsupported by productivity, simply printing presses and that money is dumped in the american economy at a time when there's pent-up demand because of the year and a half or two years of the foolishness of lockdowns and closings and things of that character you put all, all that together we could have high prices and we could have devalued dollars and uh, that that is something that hasn't happened since the great depression and so on top of that on top of all that we have a southern border uh, because of the policies of Joe Biden uh, and other Democrats that uh, soon will be admitting about 20,000 per day, which would be 600,000 a month, which would be seven, eight million per year into this country that have skills that none of us need and dump that into an economy uh, with uh, seven, eight million more people demanding things. And it's going to get worse, not better. And I add on top of that. I'm looking to my left about Ukraine. I'm looking to my left, and I'm thinking, are you kidding me? The drumbeat, and I've seen it with Persian Gulf War One, Persian Gulf War Two, uh, Afghanistan, whatever it is, the media gets on the side of the administration, whether it was Bush or Obama or Biden, and the media wants war. The media is after this because it's good to cover. And normally, the misadventures the last 22 years that we've experienced in Iraq and Afghanistan, which have cost 7,000 lives, along with 100,000 wounded, along with trillions of dollars of debt, leaving those countries in worse shape than we found them. Believe it or not, uh, the those in Iraq say that Iraq was better off with Saddam Hussein in charge than with what's happening now, which was about a half million Iraqis are dead, hundreds of thousands are mortally wounded and disabled, and the country has no functioning economy, and Iraq now is completely controlled by Iran. Afghanistan, with the Taliban, etc., much better off under Taliban rule. Oh, by the way, they're back under Taliban rule. Absolutely. 
So 20 years were spent. We got nothing for it. Vietnam, same thing. And Russia is going to find the same consequence in the Ukraine. And so the media and others keep pounding this drumbeat, go to war, uh, let Finland and Sweden and Ukraine, whatever, enter NATO. So suddenly the success or failure of our country will depend upon Finland. I'm watching this and I view, I voice my opinions and I get little or no, uh, shall we say, uh, agreement with the mainstream media who says it's time to march off for war. Do, do you believe, does anyone believe really that America would be better off somehow to commit to fight Russia over Finland or over Sweden or over the Ukraine? What's happening in the Ukraine, you and I would agree, I think, is awful. It's uh, genocide. It's murder. He's a war criminal. He's always been a war criminal. Nothing's changed the past 22 years. What he did, for example, in uh, Aleppo, Syria. 60 Minutes did a story on this a few years back. Aleppo, Syria. Most people can't locate Syria on a map, but uh, the, the leaders of Syria, Bashar al-Assad, said, come on in, Russia. From that point on, they began a process of killing the factions in Syria not associated with the Syrian government, resulting in 50,000 children were killed by Russian forces, 50,000 children and 500,000 adults, many with uh, weapons of mass uh, destruction, which included sarin nerve gas. And they, they had this video of these little children on the ground just dead because they were killed by Russian forces. In, in Syria and in Chesnia, the Russian government did exactly the same thing they're now doing in the Ukraine. The difference is, it's more covered by the Western media in Ukraine, largely not covered in Syria or nor in Chesnia, largely not covered at all. So we react to what we see and what we hear and what we read more than the reality of the evil of the old Soviet Union and of Vladimir Putin and the Russians. Absolute, complete evil. On this Good Friday, I know that God exists because the devil. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, is loose in the world. And the current devil, of course, is Vladimir Putin and a few others who care not one twit about human life. They would kill every man, woman, and child. And let's face it, Russia would kill every American. They would kill you. They would kill me. They would kill your husband. They would kill your, your wife, your kids, your grandkids, your moms, your dads, your brothers and sisters in a heartbeat and have no compunction whatsoever of doing so because they're godless heathens. Absolutely, they would do it. And so American policy has got to be based on the idea, you know what? We have to look out for what's good for the United States of America. Should we commit to a nuclear war with Russia over Ukraine or Finland or Sweden? I say absolutely not. And I know this is sense we have to stop what's going on. I'm watching some of the Fox and Friends this morning with, with uh, Cardinal Dolan talking about we got to do something. Well, we're doing something. We're doing all that we can do. But there's a point at which we go too far and encourage or cause the uh, Russians to launch tactical nuclear weapons in Europe and against the Ukraine. I don't know where that leads. Do you? 
Uh, I know we complain about the problems we have in America with the cost of gasoline. We're talking about a thermonuclear war with the most armed nuclear country in the history of the world, which is Russia. And they have 6,000 nuclear weapons. About 4,000 are pointed at the good old U.S. of A. And so uh, I, I don't know. And we have a leader. Did you see Biden the other day? I know David Young referenced this. I think it was last night or the night before in North Carolina. He finishes his stupid speech reading the teleprompter poorly. And then he turns to his right, takes two steps, puts his hand out to shake someone's hand. He's looking straight forward. There's no person within 10 feet of him. And the reason is the White House has told individuals do not contact the president because of COVID-19. Most people around him have COVID. And uh, you can't have Biden getting sick with COVID at his uh, mental infirmities and his advanced age. He's 80 years old because that would be terrible because who's backing him up? And so the White House tells everyone, do not get within 10 feet of the president. So Biden finishes his stupid remarks, takes a step or two to the right away from the podium, extends his right hand to shake hands, and people are looking at him, and he's looking at them. And after about three or four seconds, put his hand on his side. There was no one to shake his hand. He then walks to his right, runs into the American flag. And people are saying, come this way. This is the person that OPEC, that Europe, that uh, Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin think represents us, that we put him there. That's the guy representing the good old U.S. of A. in one of the most critical times in American history. Every now, every 20, 30, 40 years, we have a critical period. Ronald Reagan had a critical period. God is through it. Bush 41 did a great job on Iraqi war part one. And then we had eight years of Bill Clinton. Thank God nothing really bad could have happened in those eight years. And then under Bush 43, we had the terrible events of 9-11. And the reaction of Bush and Cheney in the next seven or eight years brought us trillions of dollars in debt, no military victories. Bush 43 should have taken the lessons of Bush 41, but he didn't do that. And that has begun, again, this involvement. Thank God under Obama, we had nothing similar 9-11, nor the invasion of uh, Ukraine this serious taking place. But Obama had the opportunities to draw a line in the sand, which he said he would do and didn't respond to. What happened in Syria with the weapons of mass destruction, he didn't respond. And then in his watch, under uh, Biden slash Obama, there were two invasions of Russia, really three. There was two in the Ukraine. And then there was the one in, uh, in Chesney and the one in Syria. And there was no reaction of the Western world to any of it. And so step by step by step, Putin thought I could take the next step, which is a larger invasion of Ukraine, and the world will do nothing. And that's where we are right now. It's unbelievable, the leadership that we don't have. And secondly, I want to get your reaction to this. There's a poll out from the Trafalgar Group, which does a much better job than almost any other poll. It came out uh, this morning. And for the U.S. Senate seat, it is Josh Mandel at 28%. This is in the Republican primary. Has uh, J.D. Vance at 22.5%. Has Mike Gibbons at 14.3%. And the rest of them are Dolan, Jane Timken, and undecided. I would say at this point, if you are un, if you do not poll as well as undecided with uh, what two and a half weeks to go, get the hell out of the race because you can't win. 
And so when I get my calls and do my walk around with various individuals, the Josh Mandel camp is so angry they can't see straight because there's stories out last night and today that uh, the Donald is going to endorse J.D. Vance, who's on the heels of Josh Mandel. And so if that happens, about 60% of Republicans say that would have some influence in their decision-making about who to vote for. And supposedly a week from uh, tomorrow, uh, on the 23rd, in uh, Delaware, Ohio, the uh, president, Donald Trump, is going to show up and give a great speech. In which case, the rumor is he's going to endorse J.D. Vance, and J.D. Vance will be with him, and that will cause him to defeat Josh Mandel. The Republicans I know have an uh, email going around, people to sign on, to, to encourage President Trump to stay out of the race in Ohio, because as you know, Rob Portman and Jane Portman have both endorsed Jane Timken, who in this poll is polling at 7.5%. Undecided, whoever that is, is at 13%. So undecided has about twice as many votes as Jane Timken, the longtime chair of the Republican Party. And if that's the case, if you have less than half the vote of undecided at this point, having spent millions of dollars, you're in trouble. You're in deep trouble. So Jane Timken appears to be out. And Dolan appears never has caught traction at all. Mike Gibbon has been taken down largely by uh, the commercials of of Josh Mandel. And so it's going to be a two-horse race between Josh Mandel and J.D. Vance. And if Trump comes to comes to Ohio a week from tomorrow and says he wants J.D. Vance, that could have an impact. And secondly, the gubernatorial race between uh, Mike DeWine and Joe Blystone and Jim Renacci is heating up in ways. And there's rumors, and only rumors, not based upon fact perhaps, that the president, Donald Trump, will come to Ohio and endorse Jim Renacci a week from Saturday. And if that happens, all hell might break loose. So let's continue. I want to get your reaction to this and so much more. If a line becomes available, 513-749-7000 or pound 700, the new AT&T. Should we commit to a nuclear war with Russia? The consequences may be the destruction of this country for Finland or for the Ukraine or for Sweden, especially when Sweden and, and Finland have not been part of NATO and they've been largely neutral countries for the past 70 or 80 years. And now they're scared to death. They want to jump into the NATO basket. But if they do that, then the United States of America, you and your sons and daughters, commit to a war with Russia over the rights of the Finns. Yay or nay? 513-749-7000. Bill Cunningham, News Radio 700, WLW. Hey! It's wild West Coast action. That is way back and way gone. Our red legs are in Los Angeles to duel the Dodgers. Down the right field line. Goodbye. It's a major athletic event. And out at third triple play. Catch the call live tonight at 910. Oh, my goodness. On 700 WLW and 700 WLW's live stream on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, hey. Spring is here and prices are soaring everywhere. Grocery and gas prices are through the roof. Keep your energy bill. And I make a good woman steal. I make an old woman blush. And I make a young girl squeal. I wanna be yours, pretty baby. Yours and yours alone. I'm here to tell you, honey. Hi, 
right, Billy Cunningham, the great America. Let's continue. We never stop. We simply continue. I want to thank all the individuals on uh, Tuesday that came by the Holy Grail, uh, Jim Mooring's place at the banks to wish uh, good tidings. Some of the best things I hear from you is that uh, you've listened to me for many years, if not decades, and that uh, you have lots of laughs. Uh, when my time here is concluded, I would like to have thought that I brought a little bit of information, but mainly humor to individuals whose lives have been made more difficult. And I thank those who stopped by to say hello. Also want to acknowledge that Steve and Chris Went of Liberty Township sent me a nice note in a card, as, as did David uh, Scheiderer of uh, Marysville, Ohio, and Ken Stewart lives in Cincinnati. Hardly ever does anyone get a card or a note anymore in the mail snail mail but uh, when i get them i like to acknowledge them and also coming up in about an hour will be keith faber as you know keith faber is the state auditor and uh, normally audits are somewhat uh, shall we say not interesting and not sexy but because it's your money i'm gonna spend a moment or two discussing how what's happening with the ppp and the ppe and the more money flooded into this uh, great nation of ours by the federal government and state governments uh, in ohio it appears that uh, there were $5 billion in extra monies fraudulently taken from the Unemployment and Workers' Compensation Funds during the middle of the of the so-called pandemic, tune of $5 billion nationally. It's well north of $100 billion. Mainly the industrial strength uh, stealing that went on occurred through red Chinese, North Korean, and Iranian companies setting up these dummy companies, filing dummy returns, getting large amounts of money put in their account. There was The money was flying out like bats out of hell on Easter Sunday morning, and uh, the, there was no uh, accounting for it. Uh, Keith uh, Faber's been able to locate about $5 billion just in the state of Ohio, and I would anticipate Indiana and Kentucky had similar amounts. Uh, the population of Indiana and Kentucky is about the same as Ohio together. So the three, the three states have about 20 million people that live here, and li literally billions of dollars of our money borrowed uh, on the bond market went out to to supplement the bridge over the troubled waters of what was going on with the pandemic. So Keith Faber will be here in about an hour to talk about that. Wall Street Journal says that uh, nationally, well over $100 billion was wrongfully sent on PPE and PPP bases all over the world. And we had no controls over it whatsoever. And largely the money is gone. And uh, of course, today is tax day or rather rather monday is going to be the filing deadline and uh, according to the u.s treasury the greatest amount of money ever paid by any group of americans into the federal treasury almost uh, three and a half trillion dollars has been paid in the last 12 months so on one hand we have massive waste fraud and abuse but on the other hand we're paying more in taxes than ever before and even that's not enough. We continue to borrow about $2 trillion in the bond market every year to fund what's going on, which is very sad. But he'll be here in about an hour. Secondly, the last day or two since Monday morning, we've been dealing with the activities of officers uh, Charles Knapp and officers uh, Mark Longworth of CPD when they went into Covington to uh, try to apprehend and or arrest and or find out where a defendant was named Ali Coulter only uh, 20, 20 years old. He's charged with murdering Christian Jones about two weeks ago in East Price Hill. Allie Coulter was a cold-blooded murderer. How do you get that way at the age of 20? 
It's because you've done things along the steps of the ladder to get to that point. And at no point did the justice system in Hamilton County lock up Alan, I'm sorry, Allie Coulter previously. But uh, none of the comments that I've had this week should question whatsoever the courage and bravery of cops like uh, Knapp and Longworth. Because what they do, uh, they go after the worst of the worst. There's about 15 to 20 men and a couple women who work for a unit with CPD in which they serve warrants and try to arrest the worst of the worst. How do you get to be 20 years old in this uh, cold-blooded murder is beyond me, but it happened. And uh, they went into Covington on on uh, on Monday morning and uh, tried to locate the circumstances of uh, where is uh, Ali Coulter. They went to his mother's house at uh, 18th and Girard, and uh, lo and behold, there was Coulter coming out, had a gun in his hand, and uh, he was shot and killed. And so uh, there may be legal disputes among the lawyers about whether Cincinnati cops can legally be in Covington looking for and or apprehending murderers that have happened in Hamilton County. And I think the answer is probably no, but you have to have you have to have the fugitive uh, groups involved with the U.S. Marshal Service to go across state lines like a Covington cop cannot come into Avondale to try to look for or apprehend someone in Avondale that committed a crime in Covington, then shoot that person, rightfully so, I might add, in this case, and then go back to Covington, it's a problem. Interpolice agencies, you know, they like to think that, that they're, uh, they're separate and apart from each other. So, But nothing, I should say, should uh, question the courage and bravery of Knapp and Longworth and the others who look for the worst of the worst in dangerous circumstances. When you're looking for a murderer who's armed, uh, that's difficult work. That's not as if you're writing traffic tickets, which, by the way, are not being written anyway. For those of us who have been in the criminal justice system, I talked to Michael K. Allen about this the other day when I had breakfast with him. It used to be room A is where you go when you're first arrested. And normally it would be two or three hundred people every morning in room A. It would take from 9 a.m. until noon or one o'clock because of all the arrests taking place all over Hamilton County, about half or more were in the city, and the rest were in the rest other parts of Hamilton County for crime being committed. Go down there now, there might be 30 or 40, not 200. And it's because cops have gotten the message to stand down. It used to be you were proactive looking for criminal activity. Now cops stand down, accept 911 calls, don't get a handful of warrants to go out and serve in the morning, uh, try to find some knucklehead, and and the system is kind of slowly breaking down because you need three legs on the stool of justice. Number one is an active police department. Number two, you need a good prosecutor. Number three, you need good judges to keep the community safe. And right now, Hamilton County is lacking on uh, one of those three, which are numerous judges that are not arresting people. And frankly, Cincinnati police are not conducting nearly the number of arrest and citations as they used to do for anything. A lot of cops, they won't tell you this publicly. If I would have on Sergeant Dan Hills, he'd say, no, nothing's changed. When I talk to others, they will tell you that cops are not incentivized today to go out to find wrongdoers, which means we have record numbers of murders and shootings and drug dealing and all the rest. The criminal community knows that cops are standing down, not doing their job because they're not supported by City Hall, 
and by many judges we've recently elected in Hamilton County that do not want to send criminals to prison. So whether it's Cincinnati or Los Angeles or Chicago or Columbus or Cleveland, cops are told, do not do your job anymore because you will not be supported. That one knucklehead in Grand Rapids, Michigan, a couple of days ago, I guess from the Congo, he was driving a car whose license plates did not match up with the vehicle itself. So an officer pulls him over and uh, he gets out of the car. He tells the, the future decedent, get back in your car. He kind of refused to do so. He's talking to him. He said, do you understand English? He was having some difficulty. And uh, the defendant ran away. And uh, unbelievable, the cop caught the guy, which is normally when you start running, uh, simply let him go. Because that's the attitude. Don't chase somebody. But that message wasn't uh, visited in Grand Rapids. And uh, they got into a tussle on the ground. And uh, the uh, the decedent-to-be grabbed the taser of the police officer, had it in his hand. And uh, the officer pulled out his, his weapon and shot him in the back of the head one time and, of course, killed him. And now all hell's breaking loose in Grand Rapids. And I had to, I didn't watch it. Ben Crump once again appeared on CNN to my left to somehow talk about institutional and systemic racism, all that kind of crap, which doesn't exist except in the minds of liberals. And uh, individual acts of racism, absolutely, but not in Grand Rapids controlled by the Democratic Party or Cincinnati or Columbus. Uh, no, in, institutional racism does not exist among police. And the, and the defendant, uh, the, the decedent, uh, was tussling and fighting with a cop, committing a felony. When you roll around with a police officer uh, in a front yard, you have equal access to his weapon as the officer does to his. In fact, the defendant at this point grabbed the taser, was going to use it on the cop. That means you have the right to defend yourself. And uh, I'm surprised the officer did what he did, which is chase somebody on a traffic violation and chased him. And then the fight, uh, imagine what it would take for you or me to fight a police officer on the ground in which you're tussling for weapons. Are you kidding me? Get up, say, look, put my hands up, whatever it is it is. All, all that Congolese immigrant had to do was simply say, well, uh, well, what do you want? You get a citation, go to court, nothing happens. He wanted to run away. They wanted to fight a cop. And when you do that kind of stuff, bad things can transpire. But uh, I want to compliment, if anything, the police officers like Knapp and Longworth who do the hardest work possible to go look for criminal defendants armed who are wanted for murder. And uh, I won't say that uh, Ali Coulter got what he deserved, but let's face it, he determined that he would not submit. He did not drop the weapon. He came at the police, and they shot him nine times. And he's dead. So we move on. Let's continue. If a line becomes available, 513-749-7000. Reds baseball kicks off again tonight at 940. It was competitive. They were down three zip. They uh, tied it up, and I think the sixth or the seventh. I'm listening to Tommy last night and Jeff. It's 3-3, and then in the eighth and ninth inning, the uh, Dodgers put up six runs to beat them 9-3. They're back at it tonight at 940. And as Dave, uh, the sheriff, says, look, they're playing a tough schedule. If they can come off this road trip having won four or five games, they're going to be in good shape. Plus, Jonathan India, it appears not going to be on the DL. It appears his hamstring injury doesn't appear to be serious, so we'll see what happens. And lastly, before I leave you with this thought, the director of the CIA is a guy named William J. Burns. And I've read some of the stuff he's written over the years. He spent seven years as the American ambassador to Russia, and uh, he's now the current head of the CIA. 
Burns is uh, underspoken, well-respected in diplomatic circles. He has spent literally hours with Vladimir Putin. And he gave, a, a, he gave an interview to a foreign publication yesterday in which he said that uh, Burns said, our CIA director said, quote, I'm very concerned about the use of tactical nuclear weapons by Vladimir Putin. He said, on one hand, we want the Russians to be defeated. But on the other hand, if they are defeated, it's his view, the view of uh, CIA Director William J. Burns, that uh, Vladimir Putin would resort to the use of tactical nuclear weapons, which are at the end of artillery shells or mines or missiles, in order to uh, win if they're losing. If they're losing, he would use tactical nuclear weapons in Ukraine, killing literally hundreds of thousands or millions of people. And that is what's at stake here. And what kind of leadership do we have? Let's continue. 125, the home of your red legs and more. News Radio 700, WLW. Eddie here. And if you're like me, and I know you are, you appreciate the finer things in life, like lemon-scented wet naps and the belt buckles that you can use as a bottle opener. Here's another finer thing for you. If you miss any part of the Eddie and Rocky show, you can still hear it. Just catch the podcast of our show on the iHeartRadio app. Billy Cunningham, the great American, you know, rising prices are hitting all Americans quite hard, especially energy costs. You can't do much at the pump, but you can do something about it at home. Willie here, the great American for USA Insulation. Your biggest energy cost is heating your own home. Did you know that 7 out of 10 homes in the tri-state are poorly insulated? And right now, USA Insulation has insulated more than 100,000 customers in the tri-state, and their foam is made right here in Ohio. The only way to control your energy cost is to use less of it. That's where USA Insulation can help. It's a whole home uh, solution. Walls and attic, including their world-class premium foam in your walls. Your furnace will run less because your warm air will stay in the house. And in the summertime, same thing with your cool air. It remains in place. But here's the deal of a lifetime right now. Steve, USA Insulation, whole home insulation. How about $99 a month interest-free? $99 a month interest-free. It's unbelievable to make your home comfortable year-round. Number to call for a free guesstimate, 513 513- 381-FOAM. That's 513-381-3626 or usainsulation.net. The number one used car destination in greater Cincinnati is King's Auto Mall. Home to 15 dealers. Like you talked about, he's completely erect. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. 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 Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Oh, you bonehead. Better hit that again. I didn't understand that. When he steps in the box, he's unrecognizable. He's like you talked about. He's completely erect. That's maybe Joey Votto that changed from the crouch, the Pete Rose crouch, to the more erect. The man is better when the man's erect instead of crouching. I certainly don't uh, don't try to hit home runs unless I try to hit home runs. Well, he should have tried last night a little bit, but 
might be advisable maybe to hit one every so often. I'm listening to Tommy and Jeff. Well, Lee. the thing of it is, like Willie and uh, exciting. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm excited. It's three nothing. They got no hope. They come back. Right. I'm thinking, okay, three three. This team's got some spunk. And then uh, he goes down to Chernobyl, and it and it melts down again in the bullpen. Give up a little not Bull. six six runs Thank in the you. eighth and ninth. Bingo. But uh, all of a sudden, the Dodger dogs are running supreme, acting crazy. Jonathan Alter, is he going to be okay? Jonathan Alder. I mean, I'm thinking. You mean the, Jonathan I'm India? About the, I'm thinking about the political guy. <laughs> Who? I mean, Jonathan India in Pakistan. Uh, apparently, Willie uh, he, uh, left last night's game with a hamstring injury, beating out a single to third base. Now that I can relate to. You almost did, but I almost did. So he had the same injury you suffered. Yes. So initial tests show that uh, he may be out of the lineup for a couple of days. I hope, because so. India is a young guy, and right, uh, he'll be fine. Did he get beat? a little? You get a little treatment on there, you know what treat- I'm saying? Yeah, get a little treatment, a little rub, kind of like Robert Kraft kind of treatment. And uh, he had uh, the Reds have added Alejo Lopez, Alejo, to the uh, taxi squad, Alejo. So uh, he get him uh, up is, there. is India. India is out with that injury. Is that the Uber squad? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's him. But uh, hopefully India will be back soon, and yep. And uh, if you find somebody named Pakistan at shortstop, then you got something good going on. Well, Lee, the Stooge Reporters are proud service of your local Tempstar. Heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar. Tempstar. Quality you can feel in Cincinnati. Coach Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 513-531-6900. Sports. Sports. We had her in, didn't we, Segman? We had her in. Right. That doesn't sound like Roxy unless she's uh, Sore throat. gone, you know, trans on us. Sports. Could have been because today you don't know because according to the liberal Democrats, there are not yeah. there aren't males and females. You're assigned a gender at birth, which is fluid. And so you can go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Are you going to do that? I doubt it. Okay. And neither am I. Because some like the top half and the bottom half, like Leah Thomas, has the male southern hemisphere and the female northern hemisphere. Yeah. Is, that, is that like Caitlin, uh, what's her name? Caitlin yeah. Jenner. Yeah. What about that? <laughs> That's a mess. Yeah, that that whole family's a mess. Well, she's a conservative, but uh, she, she has, is. Yeah, oh. She is? He or she has packages in both hemispheres. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Vladimir Gutierrez against uh, Tony Gonsolin. Tonight, Willie, is uh, the Reds and Dodgers meet in game two. Need to win 605 it. 6.05 of Sports Talk and Lance. And then the RNL Carriers inside pitch at 9.05. Wasn't Lance a bit disrespectful of me on Tuesday? Yes, he was. Very and I, disrespectful. I've talked to him, and uh, he will apologize to you at, at some point. But he won't come on with me. He says he can't handle it. He can't handle the truth. Well, that's true. And You're right. How often does he come on with me? I quit asking him. Huh? Mo's easy. Yeah. Tony's easy. Yeah. But Lance. I'm easy. You're easy. But how about Lance. He, he can't confront me on the battlefield of ideas. Well, I think that management needs to talk to him. Well, they did. Well, I mean, if it doesn't work, out the door with more. Well, he said no. And he can't handle the truth. Yes. So, well, he's, watching, he's watching too many movies then. Yeah. Uh, Willie, let's see elsewhere. Uh, the Bengals' plans for an indoor practice bubble approved by the Cincinnati Bengals. City Planning Commission. So Elizabeth is getting it done. The bubble is coming. I love the lovely Elizabeth. Between the Brent Spence and the Clayway Bailey, you're going to have this giant white bubble, probably sponsored by somebody, 
and the Bengals logo on it. So when you come, oh baby, it's a great day to be a Bengals fan. Yeah, but he won't be a part of it. So when you come across, maybe the his, PS, maybe his hot, depressing, maybe his hot hot air will keep the bubble up. You look to your right. Let's say you're coming north. From the land of Rob Sanders to the land of Joe Dieters. And, look, this, and the land of right. Sarah Elise. You look to the rice. Okay. What do you see now? Right now I see cement trucks. Right. Now I see a practice field. Well, now you're going to see a big bubble. Where's the bubble going to be? Right there. Right there. As you exit the, right there, because it can't go the other way because there's a big electric plant sitting right there. Can't do it. And, you, and then you can't move at the Longworth Hall because that's where the Baxla Tractor Tailgate Crashers pregame party reigns supreme. There's an effort underway by Rob Portman to name the bridge after me, calling it the Great American. There will be a, there'll be a second well, bridge. Where are they going to build it? Well, what <laughs> they told us. But, you know, what, 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 what's going on here? I mean, they've they been talking us, about this for 15 years. They're going to begin construction, allegedly, in the summer of 2024, which oh. is like two years. Do you believe that? No. Then it's going to be well, the done. the president came here, what, a few? Um, who, no. All, all of them came Who here. was the president? Said, we got to get rid of this. we got to change this bridge. Bush 43 came. Eh. Obama came. Eh. Trump came. Eh. Biden came. Eh. No one else comes. Well, we're 0 for 4. That's it. I predict 20, I'd say the bridge. I've said to the experts. 2028? At what point will the first car Hit the new bridge okay. to the west of BS. There are going to be two bridges, BS. I got and the, the B. Yeah, yeah, we're I got get, BS. We're, yeah, we're getting BS, all right. And the answer is by the politicians, uh -huh. they're hoping for 2030. <laughs> if they're lucky. 2030. I said, you want to make a bet on that? You know what? I say just move the Anderson Ferry up and just move it back and forth quickly. Can't say ferry anymore, Segman. You got to oh. say boat. Yeah, I think you can say queer, can't you? I don't know. You just said it. Well, you can't. No, you can now because it's now in the use. Be careful what you say. Don't want to offend anyone. ECHL Hockey tonight, Willie. Our beloved Cyclones are taking on the Indy Fuel. Our Clones need one win tonight or tomorrow to advance to the Kelly Cup playoffs. ESPN's Mel Kuyper, the king of mock drafts, and that Mr. Draft himself says UC Bearcat star corner Sauce Gardner is going to go number two overall in the NFL draft in two weeks to the Detroit Lions. That's what, what? I said. Desmond Ritter's going to go in the second round to the Seattle Seahawks. What? Thank you. I thought he was going in the first round to Pittsburgh. Uh, veteran free agent corner. We thought he may be coming here. Stephon Gilmore is signed with the Indianapolis Colts. Two-year contract. You know, they're going to get a, they got a pretty good team now. I know. They got him. They got Matt Ryan. They got a few other good, real good players up there in Indy. Well, they the home look. of Tim Neiman. I think the uh, NFC, uh, AFC North is the place to be. Uh, NBA play-in action tonight. Atlanta versus Cleveland. New Orleans up against the Clippers. The winners move on to the first round of the playoffs. Don't care. Uh, let's see. Uh-oh. The Tennessee Titans are on track now to get a new stadium. Here we go. Here we go. What? Nissan? Here we go. Nissan? No. It, it will be expensive. What? It will have a roof, which means the Super Bowl could be coming to Music City, USA. I'll talk to Denise Treehouse about this. Well, the Tennessean says a new dome stadium for the Titans could open by 2026 and could cost up to two. Point two billion billion dollars. 
Does the lovely Elizabeth Blackburn, does she want, since she controls I'm sure, things, I'm sure. does she want a new well, state? They were built at the same time, Well, right? you know, Troy Blackburn listens to us a lot. I like him. And he, li- yes. and he likes his show. Why don't we call him? Well, I think we ought to get him up here as a celebrity stooge. Uh, yes. Get Elizabeth Blackburn. Get, get them Katie both. up yes. here. Get them all up here. Yes. Let's go. They came yes. to the dedication of Deer Park's field. They were right. there. Will Lapham come? Yes. Okay, there you go. Why doesn't Lapham get a hold of uh, the Blackburns and get them all up here, including my friend Paul? Well, you have his number, don't you? Yes, I do. Well, call him. Let's go. No. He said no. 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 Oh, okay, well. But the no. lovely Elizabeth is getting things done in Yes, Bengals. she is. Yes. Including the king of the jungle. Could now, it be a new stadium? Uh, whoa, whoa. How much would that cost? <laughs> and where do they go? Where do you where do you put a new football stadium? You need a new arena downtown. Where are you going to put the new arena? Mm, I don't know. They're talking. You fun. don't mess around with no Oscar Mayawina. Sounds like funky Cole Medina. Yeah. So well, I don't know. You need a new arena. Yeah. They're looking at possibly. Well, they'll, they'll upgrade Paul Brown Stadium. You know what that number is? Denise Treehouse says five hundred million dollar. Five hundred million. Wonder who's going to pay for that. Well, the taxpayers Look to are your left and right when you're driving. Belly up to the bar. Bingo. Again. Will the Bengalis put up half that? Only time will tell. Imagine. Only, only your hairdresser knows no. for sure. Well, a Lapham dome. says no. Dome Stadium. Ooh-hoo. Wow. They get a dome stadium here? Then the Reds yes. will want one. Mm. Mm. And then you mm. know whose dream will come true. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you, Willie, but... Uh, we got challenges. Yep. But yes. They're going to get the indoor practice facility. I guess it's going to be a temporary deal. Then they're going to get... And then they're going to make it permanent. Well, we need a new convention so, center, which doesn't exist. Right. There's a big hole in the ground. I mean, the Millennium's gone. Heritage Bank Arena needs to go bye-bye. Correct. And then the PBS needs $500 million. And then what about the Red Legs when they come uh, come well, and do the Hamilton County Commission saying we need this, 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 and well, this, up, and this? I know you criticize the Castellinis a lot. No, I don't. But they put up sixty million dollars of their own money well, for these improvements. See, there you and go. Didn't say a word to the county. Correct. Well, now that's the Bengals, on the other hand, oh. the Green Lettuce is salvation. Ooh, that's action right there. Five hundred. And by the way, I met Joey Burrow's father. Did you really? Tuesday. How about that? Comes up to me. Really? And induced himself. He let you have it for ripping his son every week? No, he said, I listen all the time to you. Oh, okay, good. I I said, great. I mean, when have I ever ripped Joey Burrow? He's successful. I only rip those that are unsuccessful. Again, the Bengals, five minutes to go in the game. Yeah. The Super Bowl. Yeah. Just like in Detroit, Miami, and L.A. Meet me in L.A. What happened? Here we go. I'm watching it again. I'm watching Chris Collinsworth drop touchdown passes in the Superdome. I'm watching, I'm watching uh, Joe Montana to John Taylor. Watching that Lewis Phillips didn't get that right, INT. Right they would have had it. Then I'm watching the five minute march. Oh, I'm watching the officials saving the Rams' ass oh, at right. the end of the game with the yeah, holding call. Yeah. It didn't exist. Right. And I'm thinking, when will we have love? When will we have in this town unbridled joy, incredible glory? When will that 1990 minute happen again in Cincinnati when we can celebrate on Fountain Square a Bengals Super Bowl 
a Reds World Series victory and save your NCAA champion. When will that happen? And UC football winning the college football playoffs. When will all four of those things happen? When? When will I find love? When? I got the Reds. What's in that cup you've been drinking? I got the Bengals. Yeah. I got Xavier, and I got UC in the same year winning the NCAA what about Bearcat football basketball. They don't count. Oh, I'm talking about Xavier basketball. Yeah, Bearcat football. Xavier's got Bengals. an NIT title. Put the banner up. Put the banner up. I'm talking to Marty and Steve Wolf about that. They're going to put the banner up. You got to. No. Dave Lapham says. Oh, uh, what's Lapham know about Xavier basketball? No. Nothing. Banner no. for the no. 69th no. championship. No. 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 So? Do you put it up? Wh- yes. No. What does Greg Christopher say? Yes. What does Andy no. Mack say? No. Andy Mack, you know, Andy Mack says yes, and Andy Mack will raise it to the rafters. 58 no. in 2022. Why, how many why years? not? Quickly, how many years have been? It's been uh, 64 lot. years. Yeah. Well, in that long time, put it up. Pinchback, Kerwin, and Toby. Right. Remember Jack Toby? No, I was only. About, what was that? Nineteen fifty-eight. I played golf with Jack Toby. Six foot eight. What he year was, was that? He was on that team. Fifty-seven, fifty-eight. I wasn't. I wasn't around then. No. Well, you weren't around for World War II. You know anything about that? Got to read about it, Segman. I do. I read you about it. You got to broaden World... your experience. Oh, Don't make a fool of yourself. That's why I'm on this show to broaden my experience. You've certainly broadened out too. That's for sure. I'm just saying. Broaden something. This June, don't forget, you and Tim McGee against me and The Rock. Pickleball. Oh, so it's on. It's on. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. We're both going to go see. You know who? You know Eddie. who's a big player in, in pickleball around here too. Who? Our market manager, Mr. D.J. Hodge Esquire himself. I didn't know that. Yes. Well, I'm still taking the rock. So, okay. But I'm going to practice with Eddie Fingers. I'll take the pride of Tennessee anytime you Is want. Is he as good as Stanley? I bet not. Just keep talking, big mouth. Number 85? Yep. I don't think so. Yep. Okay. You see, you got rid of Stanley. You, you could have had Stanley, but you said no. You want Tim McGee. Does Stanley know that? Yes. What did he say? He's coaching us. Is Tim McGee any good? You'll find out. Well, we couldn't handle Stanley. He's the Stanley. president emeritus of the Middletown Pickleball Association. I'm saying now that we're going to practice ahead of time. Okay, that's fine. We're going to have some practice. Okay, good. We're going to practice. Okay. And practice. Good. All I got to do, I'll beat Tim and Rock will beat you. Okay. That's all it takes. All right. Because Tim McGee is a what'd football you, player. What'd you do the last time? Hello? You didn't answer that question. Give me out of the Well, in honor of a nice day here in the Tri-State, and everybody have a safe and happy Easter weekend. And Keith Faber coming up next. $5 billion went out the window in our money and can't be located. We leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. The whole town's batty about <laughs> Cincinnati. What a team, what a team, what a team. Well, we hope he can keep singing that after the next uh, six Oof. games on the left coast. Oof. Let's continue with more. Where's your a, money? I'll take a split in L.A., would you? Absolutely. A banana split. So they're going to win two of the next three, you're telling me? Yeah, why not? You don't have India. You don't have Pakistan or Indonesia either. On 700 WLW. My boss calls me Bob, even though my name is Dave. The salesman laughed when I asked if he had any shoes in my size. My 16-year-old daughter 
is dating a 27-year-old parolee nicknamed Stank. Sometimes life can feel a little stressful, but you can always kick back with Eddie and Rocky. Tune in, forget about your worries, and join the show. Go ahead, join us, and get happy. Eddie and Rocky, today at 3 on 700 WLW. The new true crime podcast, White Eagle, investigates one of the largest cash heists in U.S. history, the robbery of over $7 million. All right, Billy Cunningham, the great American. Of course, I read in the Wall Street Journal a few days ago that it appears out of Washington that something in the range, believe it or not, of $100 billion was lost by PPP. The money was flying out of the Treasury as if there were bats out of hell. And uh, there was $100 billion of waste, fraud, and abuse, and they fear mainly fraud. And so now there's all these efforts underway in Washington to try to collect back $100 billion of your money that's borrowed supported by nothing but the printing presses of the U.S. Treasury. Uh, but here in Ohio, uh, we have uh, Keith Faber, who's the, uh, who's the auditor of the state of Ohio that, according to one story I read, has located about $5 billion uh, of misapplied funds in the state. And uh, once again, Keith Faber, Mr. Auditor, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Keith, how are you? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thanks. I'm great. It's great to be here. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, in Ohio, what we did was took a look at the unemployment comp system. It was a disaster at every conceivable letter, level. We started out by taking a look at the failures in the customer service. You had people were on hold for hours and hours only to be disconnected. You had employers who were getting notices that, hey, Joe's unemployed, and the employer looks and says, no, Joe's not unemployed. He's been working every day this week. Um, and so they couldn't even call in and say, hey, Joe's still working. Why do you have him marked down as unemployed? It was a disaster. How do we get to a point where money's paid for by Ohio taxpayers and others out, out of, outside of the state? They send money in here because there's fees, there, there's collections that are due. How do we get to a point where the system according to the Wall Street Journal in Washington and in Columbus, was so broken that money it used to be hard to get money, but now money's flying out of here like, like bats out of hell. Who's in charge of the system at workers and unemployment? Why is it going on, and how do we fix it? Well, in part, it's because the federal government uh, took money from our kids and grandkids when they churned up the printing press and essentially sent their money into everywhere and said to the states, spend it, don't be so worried about security. And that's what happened in Ohio. When we did the audit for the fraud and the overpayments, we found over $5 billion in fraud and overpayments just in unemployment claims during the pandemic. To put that in context, over 26% of all of the claims for unemployment in, during the pandemic involved either fraud or an overpayment. It, since this is an insurance program largely paid for by employers, if we, uh, if the governor hadn't used federal money to pay off the unemployment debt, it would cost Ohio employers nearly a thousand dollars for each and every Ohio employee 
just to cover the fraud and the overpayments. But that's still our money, right? That's still our money out of Washington. That's our money. The bill might be covered by Washington, D.C., but that's still our money. Absolutely. It's, it's Yeah, it's our money. And, and the reality is, is they're borrowing from folks and going to put the bill on our kids and grandkids. And uh, you're seeing it reflected in everything in the economy, the 8.5% uh, inflation. The fact of the matter is, is that this is going to drive uh, inflation to, to, to levels we haven't seen since Jimmy Carter. It's also going to impact the economy. I think we're going to come into a recession in part because of the frivolous actions of the Biden administration, but certainly in part because of the fact that Washington keeps thinking that money just grows on trees. Uh, Keith Faber, how do you collect the money back? Assuming you can identify $5 billion in the little state of Ohio and waste, fraud, and abuse, how do you get the money back? Well, you touched on it. Nationally, we think it's more than $100 billion. Uh, and so the short answer is, is we're probably not going to be able to get most of that money back. Uh, we think uh, that it went to places like Russia and it went to places like North Korea and China. And for some reason, Nigeria is a hotbed of cyber fraud. We think that's where a lot of this unemployment uh, money went to. And uh, it, it's crazy. I don't think we'll see most of that back. I, I jokingly said to somebody the other day, Willie, that if you steal $100 billion in the United yeah. States, your name ought to go on a list. Yeah. And our agencies with initials after them ought to put you at the top of the list as somebody who should be rendered harmless. I, I don't know if Putin's funding his war in Ukraine off of the cyber fraud and stealing American unemployment money, but certainly we know some of it went to Russia, some of it went to North Korea, some of it went to China, and the reality is we're probably never going to get any of that money back. So there might be, this isn't necessarily some man or woman in Fairfield, Ohio, that filled out a form wrong or an employer that made a misfiling, some innocent error. This is industrial strength cybercrime. That's happening, and we're out the money, and we can't get it back. It's largely it's cyber-type crime from the nation's uh, enemies all around the world. We're such a putz anymore that uh, North Korea, China can reach into our pockets, steal billions of dollars, and we do nothing about it. Is it industrial strength, or is it mom-and-pop operations? It's probably some of all of the above. It certainly is the organized criminal syndicates that are engaged in this, but it's also homegrown uh, criminal syndicates. Uh, we had uh, one of our auditors listed his house for sale, like many of your listeners, and he got 40. He thought he caught all of them, 40 payment uh, identifiers that indicated people were using his address to make unemployment claims. He thought he got them all. When we did our audit, we actually found the real number was 68, not 40. And in that regard, uh, over $10,000 was paid to people using his address. So. Uh, he and his wife didn't make a single claim over $10,000 to fake people using his address. So it's it's a combination of all of the above, but, but suffice it to say the system didn't work very well. We didn't put checks and balances on those claims. Well, going forward, how does it change? How does, how does it become different so those in, those in need get it and those criminals do not get it? What changes in the future? Well, the good news is after we started our audit and after we released some of the preliminary findings, the governor... Uh, did a public-private partnership, something that should have happened all along, and they clamped down on the system. They put in the back-of-the-house security measures like our credit card companies and, and insurance companies and banks use all the time. And uh, they, they took, uh, using their numbers, they took what were more than 100,000 fraudulent claims a week early in the pandemic down to just a few hundred after they put the security measures in, and they started doing the checks and the security protocols that we uh, insisted that they should have had all along. Before so it's, we, it's better now. 
it's better, but it's not perfect. Well, before we talk about reapportionment, uh, as far as employers, is there going to be any charge against them in the future for this massive fraud? As of now, it looks like the legislature and the governor have done a good job looking out for employers. They used a lot of the federal one-time money, a lot of the CARES Act money, to go ahead and move it over to cover this unemployment expense. And so right now, it looks like that will not be charged. It will be what's called mutualized, and I don't think it's going to be an employer-based charge. But that's the question ultimately for the governor. You're one of the characters, one of the personalities, one of the office holders on the reapportionment board. As we speak, people are voting at boards of election for various offices here in Hamilton County. We have two different congressmen. I always had either Winstrup or Portman or Gratison or Jeannie Schmidt. I now have... I now have Steve Shabbat on the east side of Cincinnati, east side of Hamilton County. The west side, which is normally Shabbat's district, is now Warren Davidson. You're voting for these congressmen out of whack completely. But as I understand it, you're on the reapportionment board. That's not going to change anytime soon as far as the Congress itself? Well, I think the congressional maps that were passed are going to be live for this election cycle. Uh, the Supreme Court has thrown a lot of wrenches to us in this process. But ultimately, what's happened on the congressional level, I think that you're going to have Warren Davidson and Steve Chabot for this election cycle that you're voting on May 3rd. Uh, for legislative, it's a different discussion and, uh, and, and happy to have that. But right now, what we've got is, is for those congressmen are, are going to be the ones that are on your ballot. And I encourage everybody to go out and vote for them. Yeah, Yeah, this is so confusing. So we're going to have this time, we're going to have a primary now ongoing with May 3rd, the culmination. And then there's another primary for state districts and, re- and state reps, state uh, senators in August. Is that correct? you got to vote twice. That, I think, is what's going to happen. I think you're going to have an August 2nd primary for the legislature and those districts that are related to the legislative districts. Uh, and so we're going to have two primaries. Uh, that is suboptimal. It is, uh, it is in, to use my words, silly and stupid. But that's where we're at because, uh, because of, the, of the court cases. All right, Keith Faber, uh, state auditor. It's amazing how government deals with our money in ways that we would never do it ourselves and our families and our businesses. One can only imagine if a business, if Joe Strucker Enterprises would lose $5 billion, somebody would go to prison. But when the state or the feds lose $5 billion or $100 billion, it's like an accounting. It's kind of like the old statement of Stalin. One murder is a tragedy. 100000 a million is simply a statistic. And so the government treats our money as if it is created by a printing press, which, of course, it is. Keith Faber, once again, thank you for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. We'll talk again. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Thanks for what you're doing, Billy. Uh, uh, I sure appreciate uh, you helping me hold government officials who are lying, stealing, and cheating with government money accountable. Keith, you're a great American. Thank you very much. All right, let's continue with more. If a line becomes available, 513-749-7000. Bill Cunningham, News Radio 700, WLW. Mike Allen summons you to appear tomorrow morning at 9 on 700 WLW. Swing into spring right now with great offers from Joseph Chevrolet and Coleraine. They have hundreds of new and used vehicles on their lot right now. I've seen them, and they're ready for immediate delivery. They make it so easy. Shop online or stop into the showroom. See the general manager, Reese Powers. I call him the generous manager, the secretary of transportation. Rarely does he not make a deal for you. 
Reese and his team can put you in a new car, truck, or SUV right now that meets all your needs and your budget. And all new vehicles come with the free Joseph Lifetime Warranty on top of the Chevrolet Warranty to save you tens of thousands years from now. Marty Brenneman drives at Joseph Chevrolet. Marty and Willie together tell you to please go to Joseph Chevrolet where lower prices always mean lower payments at Joseph Chevrolet. Find new roads today at Joseph Chevrolet on Coleraine and josephchevrolet.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Saving for a rainy day is important. But what about saving for a sunny day? With KeyBank's Key Active Saver, you can watch your money... All right, Billy Cunningham, let's continue. We never stop. We simply continue. Imagine being in an environment where losing $5 billion and can't locate it is uh, more or less acceptable in the state of Ohio. And then nationally, we've lost over $100 billion of monies that were uh, stolen during the PPE, PPP mess and can't locate that. Every year, Social Security tells us that they lose, they pay out $100 billion on top of everything else of checks in the mail or deposited in accounts that shouldn't go in those accounts. Can't find out why. At no point is there a reconciliation between assets, liabilities, between uh, revenues and expenses. None of that ever happens in the federal government. And they simply go home. And then what they want to do is print more trillions of dollars to dump into the American economy. On top of that, this will not get played in the so-called mainstream media because it doesn't fit their agenda. The mainstream media got Joe Biden elected over Donald Trump. If uh, Biden was covered the way Trump was covered, Biden was completely unelectable. But the media wanted Biden in office and they wanted Trump out of office. They got what they deserved. And now here we are. The president's about to turn 80 years old. And uh, at one point or another, he thought his vice president, Kamala Harris, was in fact his wife. He also thought his wife, Jill Biden, was his sister. He also thought his sister, Joe Biden's sister, was in fact the first lady. And he also thought that Michelle Obama is the current vice president. And he thought that Barack Hussein Obama is Donald Trump and vice versa. He can't hold in his mind disparate thoughts to express a objective, cogent opinion. Who would trust anything he has to say without a teleprompter? And even with a teleprompter, it's kind of scary to watch him try to talk with a teleprompter. Uh, yesterday afternoon in North Carolina, he's given a speech about semiconductors. I bet he couldn't spell it. He probably thought it was like a, uh, a train engineer. And somehow he got through the speech without too many silly comments. And everyone around Biden is now told, you can't go within 10 feet of the president because the White House is filled with COVID-19. Of course, no hospitalizations, just infections. And all of us have hundreds of viruses in our bodies at one point anyway. But nonetheless, the, the Biden finishes up with, the, with his silly speech. He turns, takes one step away from the podium to his right, sticks out his right hand to shake someone's hand. No one was standing there. He stares in the distance for two or three seconds and then turns to his right and bumps into the American flag. Rattles out a little bit and people 
one of his uh, aides came on uh, stage, took him by the elbow, and led him off to the right. There's that classic video of him getting off Marine One in front of the Rose Garden. I've been there three or four times. It's a beautiful situation. You cannot miss the White House when you land 50 yards behind it on Marine One. There's three concrete pads. The Marine One helicopter puts it down. Each of the uh, wheels are put down on one of the pads. Biden comes off Marine One and for some inexplicable reason heads off to the right into a, a grove of trees. Someone goes and collects him and says, walk this way toward the Oval Office, toward the long outdoor hallway that leads to the Oval Office. And that's the guy in charge in a very difficult time of American foreign policy. And the mainstream media ignores all of this because it doesn't fit their bias. And basically, if you would ask me, the great American, I want the mainstream media to ignore it. Because if the 25th Amendment is used, then we're going to have Vice President Kamala Harris sitting in the Oval Office. That would be somehow worse than Joe Biden, who's a klutz, who's mentally uh, absent, who is confused, who is suffering from dementia or some other condition. Look at the way he walks with his top of his body forward. That's a medical condition in which older folks sometimes become subject to. And Joe Biden, everyone in the White House, Democratic senators, the mainstream media knew this was happening two or three years ago, but they promoted him because he was electable. Bernie Sanders was not electable as a socialist. Trump would have beaten him. So the media covered the 2020 campaign with the defined result in mind, which was the defeat of Donald Trump at all costs. Now we get the government we deserve. That, 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 that worries me greatly. So let's continue. News and sports are up next. If a line becomes available, which it never does, 513-749-7000. Reds baseball kicks off about 940 tonight. And the Reds desperately need a win in the land of the Dodger. News Radio 700, WLW Cincinnati. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. The U.S. looks to confirm reports of a Russian warship sinking. With the 2.30 report, I'm Sean Gallagher, breaking now. Senior U.S. defense officials now believe Russia's sunken cruiser was hit by two Ukrainian-launched Neptune missiles that would back claims from Ukraine on Thursday. The officials could not confirm how many Russian crew members were injured or killed in the attack or subsequent fire and eventual sinking. The Russians suffering a major blow to their military and its morale, confirming the country's largest ship, the Moskva, sunk in the Black Sea. Ukraine's military claims two of its anti-missiles hit the cruiser, but Russia says the damage came after a fire on board near its ammunition stores. President Zelensky applauding those defending Ukraine, saying, quote, those who have shown that Russian ships can go to the bottom only. ABC News' Marcus Moore, who is in Kiev. Now the latest traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health has been performing life-saving transplants and providing second chances in greater Cincinnati for more than 50 years. There's a broken down on South 71 at 3rd Street, moved off to the right shoulder. Traffic is stop and go back toward Martin Luther King. There's a downed wire on Cooper Road at Plainfield Road. Traffic remains heavy on Vine between Martin Luther King and Wolper Street as spring breakers head to the zoo. Construction delay, westbound 74, that's between the Indiana State Line and the Brook exit. North 75, steady Mitchell to Town Street. Southbound slows approaching Shepherd Lane down to Galbraith. And on 71, traffic is steady between Ridge and Red Bank.
Rob Williams, News Radio 700, WLW. Now, the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700, WLW. Rain expected this afternoon, high 68. That rain continues throughout the day and overnight, low 47. Partly cloudy Saturday, high 60 and cooler for your Easter Sunday. From your severe weather station, I'm 9 First Warning Forecaster, Raven Richard, News Radio 700 WLW. And radar right now showing a mostly sunny sky. Our current temperature, 73 degrees. A man learning his fate after a fatal hit and run in Hamilton Township last year. 38-year-old Jeremy Penwell will spend the next 7 to 10 years in prison after striking and killing 37-year-old Alexander Bagluri of Mason and kept driving back on September 14th by Lung Grandin Road. Penwell was said to be under the influence of a controlled substance at the time. He hit Bagluri, who got out of his vehicle to fix a chain that was dragging from his trailer. Penwell will continue driving as he went to work, with co-workers finding him to be under the influence. And he was reportedly passed out behind the wheel in a gas station parking lot before he was awoken and then had the hit-and-run incident. Local cases are up slightly, likely due to a sub-variant of Omicron. Hamilton County Health Commissioner Greg Kesterman is watching the number of cases of COVID rise in recent days, but he's not alarmed. We are beginning to see just a slight increase in COVID cases over the last couple weeks. Today, our case average is about 55 cases per day. Um, at this time, it does not look too concerning, and we're just monitoring all of the numbers closely. Numbers up about 15 to 20 percent in the past couple of weeks. It's most likely an increase in the BA2 variant that is traveling around our country. This Easter weekend, Kesterman urges you to stay away from family if you're not feeling well. I'm Matt Reese, News Radio 700, WLW. The Reds continuing their series in Los Angeles against the Dodgers tonight. First pitch set for 10-10. Our coverage begins with the inside pitch at 9.05. Our next update is at 3 o'clock. I'm Sean Gallagher, News Radio 700. WLW. I am Eva Longoria, and I am so excited to share my new podcast with you. It's called. The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah! Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Said because of the kind of things you say, iHeartMedia is now requiring to play that this disclaimer before every appearance by you. Dave, hit it. The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Viewer discretion is advised. What have you done? Willie, the uh, Stooge Report is a proud service of your local Tempstar heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar, quality you can feel in Cincinnati, call Sheldon Braun at Braun Heating at 513-385-7765. Sports! We don't need any buker now, do we? It's perfect weather. Yep. But we need Um, him soon. Wes Miller. Not Sean Miller, Wes Wes Miller. It's Miller time. Uh, The University of Cincinnati Bearcats get a commitment today from transfer big man Kalu Ezekiel. Kalu Azipke. 
He is six foot eight, two hundred forty pounds. From played uh, four seasons at Old Dominion. Average eleven point three, eleven point three points per game, seven point one rebounds. Team captain last year, so he has one year left. He's going to come to play for the Bearcats. Why not? Why Say, not? What is more likely to occur first? Okay. Are you prepared? I one, think I'm, oh, go ahead. Xavier basketball wins the national title, NCAA national title. Two, yeah. UC Bearcat football win the national title in football. Three, the uh, Bengals win the Super Bowl. Four, the Reds win a World Series. Line it up. What is more likely of those four events to occur? Line them Bengals. up. Bengals. Uh, maybe the Cyclones winning the Kelly Cup this year. That's not one of the four. Uh, what about the MLS Cup with FC Cincinnati? Put that on the list, too. I don't think that's likely anytime soon. So would you say the Bengals are the most Bengals. likely to win a national championship? Would, you mean the Bengals or the Super Bowl? If the national Bengals win a national championship, then but, we got problems. Isn't, it the, isn't the Super Bowl the national championship? I would say either UC football or the Bengals have the best chance of winning the next title. What about Bengals. Xavier? Xavier in basketball? Bengals. Yeah. I don't know. What about UC in basketball? It's happened twice. Well, I'm just saying. Been about and 60 Xavier, years. Xavier's the NIT champ. That doesn't and count. And they're taking the NCAA on behind Sean Miller. Will you stop saying that? Do not hang the banner they're hanging in the it. CentOS Center. If, if, if the powers that be that are very There's rich. There's only one. It, yeah, well. Bob Colehap. Yeah, well, he says, raise it. No. You raise it. I'm no. going to see Let's him soon. Yeah. No. no. Is there a consolation prize in the NFL? Oh, that so if what? you don't make the playoffs, you get to play somewhere else, and you you get to win what? You that, don't team, win that team was in turmoil, Willie. We're losing its coach and everything else, and then all of a sudden they win the NIT title. Come on, give them some credit. No. As a former Xavier alum, you ought to be proud of a championship. No. Now you got a you got a World Series championship under your belt. You got a, a state championship with the park. Now you got Xavier. No. Not bad. I'm not counting Xavier as a national champion in the knit. Oh, what? No. I'm not counting it. I'm sorry. Well, if they that, hang the banner, they hang the banner. You know, that's why that's, that's why we that's, got opinions. Everybody's got a you-know-what, and everybody's got an opinion. I call it a belly button. Everybody's got a belly button. Uh, Reds and Dodgers tonight, Willie, in game two of their series in La La Land. Uh, coverage begins with Lance. And Sports Talk at 6.05 at the RNL Carriers Inside Pitch at 9.05. By the way, the name was Hideki Nomo. Mike McConnell the other morning was searching for the name of the great Dodger pitcher from the early 1990s. Yes. It was Hideki Nomo. Nomo, Nomo, Nomo. All, uh, ma- all Major League players, managers, coaches, and umpires tonight will be wearing Jackie Robinson's number 42, Willie, as the 75th anniversary of his breaking the baseball color barrier is tonight. Good. You know uh, where the term Dodgers come from? A nickname? Go ahead. Do you know? I think I do, but go ahead. When uh, New York baseball fans would go to uh, watch the team play, they were dodging trains and buses and etc. to get to the stadium, so they're known as they were dodging Everybody traffic. Everybody knew that. You didn't know that. I you, did, do. You didn't even say it. Yes, I did. You didn't say it. I had it here in you my brain. You didn't say it. I had you it. You didn't say it. <laughs> You say it. I'm not saying it. The hell with it. I'm uh, not saying it. ECHL Hockey, our beloved Cyclones, meet the Indy Fuel tonight downtown. Where'd Kid, that come from? Kid Chris will be there. The Fuel. Go say hello. Fuel. Because of auto racing. Epa Rixie. 
Uh, the Clones need a win tonight or tomorrow to advance to the playoffs. Epa Rixey. Uh, is a good good pitcher. Uh, let's see. Uh, AESPN's Mel Kuyper says in his latest mock draft. Mock. UC Bearcats star corner Sauce Gardner. Ahmad Sauce Gardner to you, mister. Sauce. Going number two overall to the Detroit Lions. That is maybe that? the worst football franchise Ooh. in the league. Either that or Jacksonville. Ter- At least Jacksonville, you have some sunshine. Well, that's Imagine true. being in Detroit. You got to be kidding me. No, don't forget it. Not good. How'd Matthew Stafford do there after he got out? What happened? How'd the four brothers do in that movie? Not good. Uh, quarterback Desmond Ritter, according to Mr. Kuyper, is going to go to the second round to the Seattle Seahawks. You said two days ago it'd be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, what he, happened? He was meeting with them. This was at another mock draft. Mock. Everybody's got a mock draft. Let's mock them. 4,000 people have mock drafts every day. Who cares? And that's just... how it should be. And so that being said, I'll shut up and open it up for questions. Thank you, Coach. MLS Soccer, Willie RFC, Cincinnati Orange and Blue Men are on the road down south tomorrow night against the Atlanta United. 6 o'clock ESPN 1530. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. So in a sense, you're saying the Bearcat basketball team won back-to-back national titles. Yep. In a sense, in 1958, Xavier won the national title when it mattered. Right. The Reds have won five World Series slash national titles. Right. And uh, FCC's won. They have a hard time scoring a goal. But nonetheless, they're not going to win a national title for a long time. So what remains then, Segman, are the Bengals. They've been to three Super Bowls. Should have won at least two of them, correct? Maybe three of them. I would say so, yes. And they've won none. But they got the easiest path because... They're in the National Football League. That's correct. And uh, according to according to this, Willie, the Bengal plans for that indoor practice bubble approved today by the Cincinnati City Planning Commission. Should I call Denise Treehouse now? Gotta call somebody. Who's paying for it? Uh, I, th- I think it's a 50-50. Probably PPP money or PPE money. PP, PP, PP. Please continue. Uh, the t- Tennessee Titans are now on track to get a new stadium. Nissan. It's going to have a roof uh, that's undoubtedly, 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 undoubtedly. Well, that means, it means they're going to host at least one Super Bowl in Music City, USA. And they built the stadium, I think, Make about this, the same year the PBS was built. Uh, vi- uh, via the Tennessean, a fine newspaper there. A new dome, really? New dome stadium for the Titans could open. By 2026, at a cost of 2.2 billion dollars. Really? That, what does that mean for PBS? I better talk to Alicia Reese immediately, if not sooner, because we're talking some serious jack. Will it be on the ballot? Well, according to Alicia Reese, any decision of or that do they character, got, do they got the dough ray into me to pay for it. It will go on the ballot for the American people to say yay. <laughs> if the vote was taken now, I'd say yay. If it was taken about a year ago, the vote would have been nay. So you got to get that on the ballot while the Bengals Irons hot. are marching to the Super Correct. Bowl Bengals. and beyond. Correct. You know, Joey Burrow didn't have much of a fastball Tuesday. Would you? Did you see the? It was Wait. better than Mark Mallory. 
Bengals. Well, that, that's for sure. But, uh, what, hey, my, my my late dog Zumi could have thrown better than than Mark like Mallory. Joey Burrow didn't look very good on the mound. Yeah, but I mean, all you got to do is lob it up there. But I could tell by his. I mean, he you know uh, he well he played baseball. He brought the heat somewhere. But I mean, you not, know, and, not then. Well, it was a we went went over the plate, and that's all you got to do. You recall the time I threw out the first pitch to you? Yes, seventy-one miles an hour. Right on the gun. Well, he was. He, it was probably his changeup. You know, he had a pretty good windup, and then all of a sudden he and the ball didn't he come did out. The, well, he did the Bugs Bunny, the hidden ball trick, and then just kind of armed. I thought it was going to be a great day to be a Bengal fan. Shut up. Five minutes to go in the game. It was. Oh well. It was, and of course, Jamar Get Chase next year, baby. was wide open, oh. wide open oh. when Joey was sacked. Oh. That could by have been Aaron that, that could have been Bobby. Probably I thought he was dropping everything. Thank you. Uh, he, he, oh, that could have been one of the top five all-time Super Bowl touchdown passes. But it was Cincinnati because they had Vince Lombardi's. They had the trophy right, right there, there in their right before their Grabbing hands, it. right there. Third. And it was like, Third and 12, holding call on, the, like, the three-yard line, and it wasn't holding. No. It would have been, I don't know what would have happened, fourth and 12, but uh, of all the words of tongue or pen, the worst of these are might have been. Oof. And with the Bengals, there's many slip well, between the bowl and the lip. That's what happens on the golf course, isn't you it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're and saying. It was so close. Yet so far. Like for Cameron Smith and Tiger Woods and the rest of the so Masters. So close. Well, Tiger Scotty, Scotty Scheffler just made them look foolish. Well, the Bengals shows. had to use another timeout. They're down to their final timeout with 43 seconds to go. Oh. They need to gain about 10 oh. more yards Here to be within go. field goal oh. range. Money back. But first things first, they need Here to gain go. one to keep their hopes alive in Super Bowl 56. Burrow in the shotgun. Samaj P. Ryan to his right. Three receivers right. Jamar Chase to the opposite side. Burrow ready for the shotgun snap on fourth and a yard. Long count. Joe has the ball. Drops back to throw. He gets hit. He gets rid of the ball. It's incomplete. Intended for P. Ryan. And the Los Angeles Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Boy, the Rams, they have a four-down stop in the first quarter and a four-down stop at the end of the football game. They didn't have any true takeaways, no fumble recoveries, no interceptions, but stopping the Bengals on downs twice. And who made the sack? Aaron Donald. Segman, you could go back to 81. Hey, that's a guy that uh, Urban Meyer doesn't know who he is. Doesn't know. No. Well, Joey Burrow spent three years at Ohio State, and they said, who's that guy? Let him go. The rest is history. Bingo. 81. They know now, don't they? Pontiac Superdome. Joey B. Miami. Joe Robbie Stadium. Just stupid. And so I explained everything that happened and owned it and, you know, just stupid. He is stupid. There's no question. Of course, men are stupid. Thank God we have women to keep us straight, but men are stupid. That's for sure. Men are real stupid. Yep. And uh, Jacksonville, he didn't. Did he coach another game after the lap dance? Was there one more game he coached? Mm, I, I don't know. I can't. Man, that was such a mess down there. It was chaos. Chaos. You know, we live and die off chaos. That's for, without, that's for sure. Chaos. We that, have yeah, nothing. that's for sure. We wouldn't be. We wouldn't be sitting here. We, we'd have nothing but chaos. Yep. Everywhere I look, I see on the southern border in Ukraine, inflation, gasoline. Uh, what's happening it's in the chaos. major cities? 
crime, vigilanteism, chaos. Billions of dollars of missed money, can't locate it. Where's Charles chaos. Bronson when you need him? I need pickleball. What park we're going to play in? What's the name of the park we're going to play in? Lefferson Park in Lefferson. beautiful Middletown. You tell Tim McGee to get ready, will you? He'll, he'll be ready. Don't worry. Have you two played together as a team? We will. The 20-mule team? Don't worry about it. You take asses? The fact is, you got you and Tim McGee against me and The Rock. Yep. And we're going to practice with you know, they may have to move. They, they may have to move this to a pickleball court. Like in the middle of Paul Brown Stadium, if we get a big crowd. Are you going to wear your tube yeah. socks and your wrist yeah. and, and, and elbow pads and yep. everything? You're and my wear, mirrored sunglasses. You can't see where the ball's going to go. You don't know where the ball's going to go. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to wear those glasses like the uh, prison uh, boss and cool hand Luke. You would concede that Somebody Tim, else wears those around here, too, and I'm going to get me a pair. DJ Hodge wears them. Yep. Walks around firing people all the time. <laughs> okay. But the fact of the matter is that we're going to be there ready. Okay. And uh, do you and Tim McGee... You don't, you don't have a date for this match yet, do we're gonna you? We're going to set it up soon because I want the people to know yeah. sometime in June... Get, get your tickets now. About 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Make sure people can get off work. Right. Come and, and watch be there. Ask it. And, and then and then, you're, then then all of a sudden the Middletown police will show up because there's another beating to be taken place. And you two have left in high-speed pursuit. Isn't Tim McGee getting old? No. Isn't he in his 50s? You're old. I'm, old, I'm not old. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Is Tim McGee in his 50s? I don't know. Probably. Doesn't make any difference. I think he's in his how 50s. Old, how old's that big redhead you're going to play with? The Rock? Yeah. I would say in the 40, 41. Okay, well. He's a lot younger. Yeah. He'll be quicker on his feet. Yeah. He was certainly quicker the last time. Well, Didn't know where his feet was. We took it easy on you guys. We yeah, do right. not want to lose. We don't like losing. Thank you. Well, we, in Cincinnati, we know a lot about losing. Jeez. We, we know a lot uh, about losing. Uh, All right, segment, get me out of the Stooge Report. And uh, I think Eddie is next with a sidekick of unknown proportions. Jason Williams, the pride of Marshall, Willie, in the Inquirer. Doesn't get any better than that on a Friday. On a good Friday, Jason Williams. I like Jason Williams. The pride of Marshall, the well, thundering herd. One of the few reporters at the Inquirer that I like is Jason Williams. The pride of the herd. Willie, in honor of uh, everybody having a good and safe Easter weekend. And a good Friday. We leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. Bill Cunningham is nothing without you, Seg. Who said that? Can't say. Who said that? Can't say. Unnamed Reds official. I got that opening day. I know it wasn't Phil Castellini. He nope. can't be found with a search warrant right now. <laughs> You're not kidding. How about Anderson? No. How about uh, Butcher? Nope. Wasn't him. I'm not going to tell you. Dusty Baker. He's in Houston. You no comments, sir. Thank you. Yeah, no comments. See, there's another one. No comments. Unofficial Reds update. Who was it? I want to know. Can't say. I'll, I'll get it out of you one way or another. I'll oh. beat it out of you okay. at Lufferson Park. That's what I'll do. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll see what happens. You come down for another another beat down in Middletown. All the Middletown police. Yeah. There's an assault underway at Lefferson Park. Yeah. And the seg man and Tim McGee, the that's private gonna, Tennessee, is kicking your A. Do you have a uh, rack? Do you have do you have paddle ball rackets and you mean pickleball? Pickleball, do yeah. you have that? Do uh -huh. you have yeah. balls too? Yeah, we're not gonna that's get That's a good it. question. You get your own stuff. Really? Yeah. Last you'll time get it, you get it from I guess I guarantee you you'll get it from somebody for nothing. Well, I'm saying you'll get shoes, a shirt. A jock, I could be sponsored in a, a, a racket. Sponsored by McKinley Mortgage. Whatever. I'll be sponsored. Yeah. I need it all. 
Yeah. I need a pickleball racket. I need to, the balls look like so soft, do, like so softballs. Yeah, but wait, wait till I rip one right, right past your ear mm. and we'll split see. it open. We'll see about that. Jason Williams next with a sidekick, Eddie Fingers. <laughs> Let's continue with the more. Jason Williams show now. I think it is. Wow, where is the rock? I hate people that leave so he, often. He's probably out practicing. Yeah, without you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's continue with more. Two fifty-five. The home of your Reds kicking off tonight about nine forty. On News Radio seven hundred WLW. <laughs> America, April 18th is tax day. And nothing makes you feel more American than handing over your hard-earned money to Uncle Sam. Because Sam uses your money wisely. Like $465,000 to teach pigeons to gamble on slot machines. So red, white, and blue kudos to you, tax-paying American, from 700 WLW. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.